See, it's not all about the music. Here's a question for you. Do you really think being a good producer will open up doors for you? If you answered yes, well, here's another question. Why is it that mediocre producers and artists push through certain doors? You know, when taking on the role of a music producer or an artist, there is more to it than just music. You need to think about a whole bunch of different things in order to get the most out of your music career. And in today's episode, I want to help you understand a couple of these things. Technology has, you know, changed over time and it's made it much easier for us to get noticed, um, even though you may still think it's, you know, pretty hard to break through as a new artist or as that new producer. But I want you to do me a favor. I want you to put yourself in the shoes of an artist, say, from like the 80s or from the 90s and think about how they would market their music okay maybe you said they may have put up posters billboards stuff like that maybe you said you know merchandise like t-shirts hats um whatever else um maybe you even said you know making their own album and self-publishing it themselves so selling it whether that's on vinyl or cds whatever and straight away we can see how difficult that grind is compared to what we have access to today. I mean, let's be real. If you make a song and it goes viral on TikTok, you've practically made a solid career. Obviously, if you know how to follow that up, you can make a really good damn career. Even if you have a one-hit wonder on TikTok, you'll still make a lot of money. And if you knew what to do with that money, um, you know, you can take it to great places. A really good example of this would be Amani White's new single called Billie Eilish. I say new, but it's been out for a little while now. But um, by judging, you know, how he approached that track with his vocals, I can definitely tell um, it's not his first time recording. And just quickly as well, if you haven't heard the track, go to Google or go on your streaming software as wherever, your streaming site, sorry, um, and type in Amani White and the name of the track is Billie Eilish. Um, it's like a modern day hip-hop trap song with a old school sample in it from back in the day anyway getting back onto topic we can tell you know his vocals are very tight they're strong the clarity of his words are there and he's got great mic control as well and you know all these skills take um years to build it's just knowing how to go viral on tiktok and how to push out and get your music to the masses and that's what it's all about when we really think about it but I'm getting ahead of myself, so let's take a step back and let's look at a few things that I highly recommend that you can do as an artist to maximize your chances at building a solid career out of music. Right, so first things first, I'm not saying that you don't have to develop your skills as a music producer. Of course you need to do it. You know, same thing if you're a singer, of course you need to develop your skills. Um, you know, end of the day, it's still an art form. All right, so make sure you get those um, skills locked. And with time, the more you do it, the better and better and better you're going to get. It's the same for engineering as well. It's the same for anything. Okay, but the big question is, how do you branch out and get more followers and fans? Well, it all comes down to branding. I want you guys to think of branding as like some sort of umbrella. And then underneath that umbrella, we have like subcategories or something like that. And we're going to have a look at a few of them today. So let's start off with what is branding? Well, when we start a company or you know start some sort of workplace, we want to create a strong perception of it. We want our customers to you know recognize our logo or the colors we use, our products, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. The better your branding, the more people resonate with what you have to offer. 
And this really plays a huge part in the music industry. Um, I'm going to give you an example as well. I mean, like when I first started to do these tips, if you're listening to me and, and you know that I've done these like Ableton 60 second tips, um, short, sweet, straight to the point, no, you know, fluff or no, you know, taking ages to explain something, introducing people and the branding was on point, similar colors being used, you know, a colorful theme, same um, fonts as well that I'm using, um, very similar editing as well. Um, so all of that's got to do with branding. But the first thing underneath the umbrella I want you to cover is um, styling and fashion. Okay, so firstly, I'm not a stylist. Uh, I'm just here giving you the points that you should consider thinking about if you want to increase your chances at becoming more successful in the music industry. So when it comes down to styling yourself, you need to think a little bit out of the box, um, especially if, you know, you're the face of your music. You need to be yourself, but at the same time, you need to make yourself stand out a little bit. You need to be like almost like a reflection of your music. For example, if you're doing meditation music and you're in full goth attire, it wouldn't really match, um, but it would definitely be interesting. Um, and in this day and age, it'll probably go viral, but it doesn't. It still doesn't really match. Um, so you really need to think about how to style yourself based on your personality and also the genre of music that you do. And we'll take like Takeshi 6 9 as an example. Think what you want of him. You can think he's great. You can think he's a terrible rapper. It just, it doesn't matter. But his branding is on point. It's a little excessive for my liking, but it's still on point. His wacky hair suits his overly hyped and crazy personality. Um, and it sort of works hand in hand. And there's no doubt about that. You need to also think about your potential fan base as well. Who are you looking to target? Is it more male or female dominant or is it both? You know, it could be 50-50. What age group are you thinking as well? More youngsters who like drum and bass or maybe, you know, the older crowd that likes a little bit of jazz music or classical music, you know, and you want something that they can resonate with and you have to keep that style consistent over all of your platforms. Now, you can always get help from a professional stylist, um, but to be fair, you don't need to be that precise that early on in your career. I mean, I've been to video shoots where there may be a few stylists that handle clothes, makeup, and et cetera, et cetera, all that stuff. Um, And even though it's quote-unquote professional, uh, (laughs) you really don't need to take it that far sometimes. All I'm saying is that, you know, make sure you are styled correctly for your own act. And also another thing about professional stylists, they charge obviously. So if you're on a smaller budget, you may want to look at ideas yourself. You may you may want to self-style yourself. Um, so yes, just bear that in mind. So the second thing underneath this umbrella is going to be online marketing and social media. Man, social media has made it ridiculously easy to market yourself. Um, just to connect with the world in general. The problem is... Rage incoming that most of you are too lazy to keep consistent. I've said this plenty of times. All you have to do is keep consistent and you'll start seeing results slowly but surely. You know, the mindset here plays a lot in this. If you are forever sitting there and thinking, I'm too old, now I'm 50, I can't make it. You know, this is the reason you haven't made it in the first place. Mindset is everything. Anywho, back on track now. (laughs) you need to know how to maneuver your online presence. So let's break this down. You need to have an Instagram account, you need to have a Facebook account, you need to have a TikTok account and a YouTube channel. Let's break it down further. Let's get those four platforms and let me give you like a brief idea on what to post on each one of them. 
So first thing is this, that each one of these social media platforms are different. Facebook is the biggest platform there currently is, um, as of 2023 that is. Um, and it's surprising how many people I have spoken to that completely ignore it. So that's where we're going to start Facebook. But Facebook is a great place to have like a fan page for your followers. It's where you can keep your fans updated about your live events, your news, etc, etc. You can link your live show tickets, you can link your website and all that stuff. Um, you get the deal. It's got great reach and it targets all ages too, which is a big plus. Instagram is another powerful tool, but it's really great for music producers to have a quote-unquote photo album. You know, sometimes fans just want to get to know you instead of listening to your music all the time. But still, keep the same styling, the colors, you know, remember branding, always have that in mind. All right, you don't want to go off track or anything. Now, with Instagram, um, you can go live with friends or you can talk about collaborations um, and other things, or you can even go live with one or more of your followers and just take on questions as well. It's a great way of engaging. Now, I would um, I would still promote live tickets and album releases here. Sorry, album release. I don't know what happened there. Album releases here too. <laughs> of course I would. Um, you know, maybe in the stories or as a pin story on your profile, I think they call highlights or something like that. Um, you know, not everything needs to be in your actual feed. You can put things in your stories or you can put them in the highlights. See, everything has to link to everything. You need to make sure it's like accessible, like completely accessible to your fans because you just want to create that circle of, oh, if you click here, you're going to be going there. If you click there, that will lead you to there. If you click there, that's going to lead you back to where you first started. It's good to have that circle. People need direction and you need to obviously make that easy for them so always remember that as well all right let's move on to tiktok now tiktok has changed everything am i a fan of tiktok um for my work no you know what let me rephrase that like am, am i a fan of tiktok no for personal use for work yes for my work no but if i was like producing new tracks and stuff yeah tiktok's the place you want to be like long form content won't work the best on there it has to be short it has to be really short form content. Now, I'm not too hot on TikTok, but if you're an artist that can go viral or get a viral song done on TikTok, man, it's game over. It'll, it can be life changing. Now, don't go and make a TikTok account expecting wonders. You still need to put in the graft here. You know, the age group is going to be a little bit younger, obviously. Um, maybe from like, you know, young teenagers to like 25 or perhaps slightly older. Um, so, you know, if you do want to target that sort of audience, it's a great platform to be. With my um, Instagram tips and, you know, these, sorry, these Ableton tips, I've tried posting on TikTok, but I don't think TikTok is where, you know, majority of, of the learning can be done from my perspective, if that makes sense. However, if you are plugging really quick um, snippets of your tracks and stuff like that, I think it will be great for you. Now, I'm not saying if, if, you, if you're listening to me and you know, you're a budding teacher as well and you want to teach people, I'm not saying TikTok's not for teaching. There's so many things on TikTok. You, know, you, you can learn from so many different types of TikToks as well, you know, not just um, music production, but everything else. But I'm just saying for my content, it's something that, you know, I didn't pursue because I found Facebook and Instagram and plus having a mailing list really, really handy. And I'm going to get onto that in a sec, actually. So lastly, we've got YouTube. Now, since the COVID lockdowns, you know, YouTube just took off in a crazy way. I mean, YouTube's always been big anyway, but if you're an artist, you need a YouTube channel. 
This is where people listen to your songs. Now, if you're thinking, one second, man, what about streaming platforms, you know, Spotify, Apple Music? They're cool too. They're great. Obviously, they're great. You know, you can publish them out to that. But, you know, make sure you get your music on there as well. So don't neglect it. But YouTube really has its benefits. You are not just confined to uploading your music. You can do behind the scenes stuff and you can build an audience that way too. And that's something that you can't obviously do on Spotify or Apple Music and stuff like that. And if you can't do it on streaming platforms, that means you're missing out on making money. So YouTube is probably the best tool for any up and coming music producer slash artist. And, you know, remember as well, not only that, YouTube, you can monetize YouTube very quickly and start earning money from, um, you know, uh, running Google ads and stuff. I personally think that's probably a little bit easier than building a following on your Spotify or something as an artist page because everyone sort of gravitates towards YouTube for entertainment purposes as well. So like I said, you don't just have to have your tracks on there. You can have a playlist for your tracks, but then you can also have a different playlist for something else. So I think YouTube's definitely, definitely a way to go. There are a few other options as well. You know, Twitter being one, SoundCloud's cool, BeatStars if you're looking to sell beats. Um... And there's there's a couple other um, beat selling websites as well. So in a nutshell, you just need to be hot on it. You just need to take social media and abuse it. Now, one thing that I don't actually see that often is a mailing list for your fan base. This is so, so damn important, guys. If Facebook went down or YouTube did or whatever, at least you've got a mailing list that you can fall back on. Um, you know, they're great for keeping your fan base in the loop. Now, you can include anything in these emails. Um, as an example, if I had a mailing list of 100 people, say, and I was an artist, I may send out a DJ edit or a special edit to my fans instead of just making it widely available. You know, so something like exclusive like that, just giving back to them for free. And uh, one last thing I want to cover is actually paid ads. You can run them on YouTube through like Google ads, or you can run them through like Facebook to target a specific audience or a different audience. It's completely up to you. The budget doesn't even have to be big at all. You can get away with like £10 or $10 a day limit for a week or something like that. So it's not too expensive. It just helps you push your music out a little bit as well. And, you know, covers a pretty wider base. The more people that see your name, the better. And, you know, it sort of ends there. So... I think a lot of people just get too stuck with creating that perfect track and don't really think of anything else. A lot of producers produce tracks for other producers and not for their fan base, which is pretty wild. <laughs> I mean, if you're, um, you know, if you just do music as a hobby, sorry, you know, you you may not want to take it further than than that, and that's absolutely fine. You know, um, this whole episode is probably a waste of time for you. But if you're looking to take it seriously, then you have to get your branding on point. You need to be on social media. You need to do these things that I've spoken to you today about. You know, I've mentioned how important networking is too previously. You know, sometimes just knowing the right people can help you get your foot through that door. Stay consistent. Stay humble. Stay hungry. Catch you guys in the next episode.